This is Benjamin Bass from Insider Travel Report, sitting across from Mark Nolan, General Manager of the infamous Dromoland Castle uh, here in County Clare, Ireland. Uh, Mr. Nolan, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I am, I'm delighted to be with you. And, you know, it's beautiful sunny day in County Clare. But what else could you get that would be better? Yeah, it's stunning. The grounds here are, are absolutely magnificent. Um, so obviously where we're staying has a, a tremendous history, most likely too much uh, for one single interview. So I was wondering to begin with, if we could talk a little bit about... Um, some brief history of where we are, as well as perhaps its evolution in becoming the five-star luxury hotel that it is today. Yeah, absolutely. Delighted to. Um, Dromolan Castle was the stronghold of the O'Brien family, um, direct descendants of the first High King of Ireland. Uh, Brian Boru was killed in the Battle of Clontarf at 1014. And the chief O'Brien still lives on the estate in Thomond House. So it's, it's a lovely thing to have because apparently in New York, there's 40,000 Irish Americans with the O'Brien as their name. So we, we, we've targeted that in the past and done very well. But it's, um, and, and Connor comes down and chats with the people. So it's a real nice sense of deep history of really where it's, where it's at. So move on a couple of hundred years. And it's, it, it was a castle lived in by Lord Inchiquin. The, the, the current uh, owner of the title his uncle had no um, boys in their family. Yeah. So the title transferred because you couldn't transfer it to a female at the time. So it transferred. So he got it somewhat by default, but he came back. He was um, uh, based in the Middle East and then he came back to run Thomond Estate. And um, around, we celebrate our 50th birthday as a hotel uh, about five years ago. Wow. So uh, at the time he sold it then to a gentleman uh, from West Virginia called Bernard McDonough. And he was a real entrepreneur and benefited greatly during the war years. He used to make armaments and things like that, but he loved, he loved Ireland and he built a lot of hotels in this region. And um, he, was, he was kind of coaxed by a great entrepreneur down here to to come and look at the castle because at the time it was you know it was like castles were at the time there was no investment the lord and ladies had no money so it was so he came and looked at it and he created he built this five-star castle and his objective at the time that it would be purely for americans um shannon uh, shannon you had flights compulsory stop over into shannon now you wouldn't you probably weren't even alive but they, this was but the you you had to land if you were coming to from north america into ireland you had to compulsory land in shannon before you could even go on to dublin the capital um so there was all you know it was like shooting fish in a barrel it sure. was easy <laughs> we're 10 15 minutes away from the airport so it worked incredibly well uh, but it was all for Americans. And uh, of course, that, that, that compulsory stopover finished up about 10, 15 years ago. So now we're much more a, a multinational European business, quite a few other market segments. And the Irish market has been very good to us over the years as well. Yeah. Um, while we're on the topic of history, we were taking a tour of the facility the other day and stopped in um, 
Charlotte and Co. Yeah, which is I I believe a newer venture, right? Could you talk to us a little bit uh, about that? Yeah, absolutely. Charlotte and Co. was uh, it was Lady Charlotte was uh, one of the Inchiquin family, the O'Brien family, originally, and the O'Briens were very good with the locals in this community, and they taught them different skills. A lot of them worked on the farm because they would have originally the farm, the estate would have been two and a half thousand acres. It was huge. It, it would have encompassed quite a few villages in the area. But Lady Charlotte taught a lot of the local girls how to knit and sew. And, and this was the sewing room. And they would show, and she'd sew the craft. So we thought it was a lovely kind of uh, backstory to our shop that Charlotte and Co. would be some part, the, the, the story of the shop. And all our produce, without exception, are up and coming Irish designers. Uh, so, and we have absolutely capped that. Now, there may be one or two exceptions where we can't fill a particular product line we need. I mean, but by and large, we try to keep it very much Irish and uh, Irish designers. And it's wonderful because we have kind of fashion shows throughout the year where we kind of feature some up and coming people. We love to see that kind of side of it. But that was the, the kind of story to the shop. So Mark, one, one of the things that I wanted to discuss was obviously there's some incredible cuisine here. I wanted to know if you could give us some examples of uh, what types of dining experiences guests can hope to experience, as well as perhaps how um, the food that's presented is reflective of, of the Irish experience. Sure, absolutely. Lots of dining options. And again, I suppose in the last couple of years, you know, in terms of changing to meet the customer demands, and we do a lot of research into that, but certainly the, the, the very formal dining, it, we see less and less as people, and of course that's related to multi-generational travel, but the Earl of Thomond is our fine dining restaurant, and it's, uh, it's the wonderful, the main room in the castle, and it has wonderful water, crystal chandeliers, and handwoven Venetian silk. But it's a nice merger, about half the team are French and half the team are Irish. So there's a lovely European-Irish kind of crossover on that. We try, where possible, to use locally sourced produce. Sometimes it just doesn't work because our, our climate doesn't lend itself to growing exotic fruits and things like that. But we do really work very hard in the early moment to make sure that experience. And we do a fabulous tasting menu, which if you have the time, it's worth it's worthwhile doing, but it is it is time. We've just reopened our fig tree restaurant, which is down our golf and country club. And that's more kind of all day kind of. But again, it's very much based on um, kind of locally sourced foods <clears throat> and it's available to do brunch, lunch and then kind of different dining experience in the evening. And then a very popular thing here is the gallery, because people when they come to the castle, they say, we want to stay in the castle, we want to dine. So. We've got that, and then the very the very famous Mrs. White's afternoon tea, which is served in the other Thomond restaurant. Mrs. White was one of our great employees. So we've named a lot of things from people that have been part of our journey to get where we are today. So plenty of uh, kind of opportunities in that. In terms of the building itself, even though it's a castle, there are 97 guest bedrooms here, and they're broken down from the presidential suite to suite staterooms. And staterooms is very is a category because as you can Im imagine, a castle has these very high vaulted ceilings. And so the the, the stateroom is, uh, the sitting room is within the bedroom. Uh, so it's a, it's a very nice feature and you get that real period feeling, particularly in the castle rooms. But I think we've been very lucky. We've had a couple of different interior designers over the years who have great uh, empathy for the kind of period feel. Um, and we will go to great lengths where we can to source Irish Irish fabrics. Um, all the carpets, this is new carpet. This is uh, 
uh, made in the north of Ireland, Ulster carpets. All the fabrics here, with the exception of one, are milled down in Cork. So we do consciously try and, and make sure that we, 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 we do source locally where we can. Any um, upcoming renovations? I understand that you have uh, a spa that should be absolutely fabulous. Yeah. Would you like to, to bring us in about that project? Yeah, um, we, we've had a spa, as you can imagine, but we, we felt about two years ago um, that we just felt it wasn't, it, it didn't hit the note because we, we've been investing over the years. We've been upgrading bedrooms, our golf and country club that we just reopened after a major refurbishment. And we felt the spa had just fallen back a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and I think from a product point of view, um, so we're delighted. We, I was hoping we'd have the spa open for you guys to have a look at, but it is going to be beautiful. And we're just about there. We've about another two weeks work to do, but we've, um, Dr. Barbara Serum, we have a product that's going to be unique to us in Ireland. Um, and it, the whole experience is going to be completely different. It's going to be very much like a concierge service. You're going to be met at your bedroom uh, and escorted down to the facility where you'll do all the kind of early kind of registration bits. But the whole thing will be an absolute journey experience. And it, 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 I'm just so looking forward to because it was the one thing that I was concerned about that I just felt we needed to get, you know, a little bit more sharp and how we do it. And that goes from the product to the, the trained, the highly, highly trained uh, therapists of which we'll be doubling in numbers. Um, and it's just, and the whole, they're, they're so bought into the journey, they're just so looking forward to open their itching to go. It seems like there's been such a tremendous investment and intention regarding um, partnering with the local community. For instance, yesterday we took a, a beautiful tour of uh, JJ Corey's yeah. uh, whiskey headquarters, which was, just stunning. It was incredible in the history um, and the storytelling and the whiskey itself was just world class. So are there other um, endeavors or, or community partnerships that you have uh, that guests can hope to experience during their stay here? Yeah, I, well, I, I mean, we have taken on a sustainability manager who oversees our whole development in this area, because as you can imagine with the castle, it can be quite challenging. So we have tried to introduce quite a few ecosystems in place. Our, our aspiration is to discontinue uh, single-use plastics by the end of 2023. We, we, we aspired to last year, but it just wasn't realistic in terms. COVID has been a major impact in that, you know, that people have just got whatever they can and then the whole objective. But yes, there's certainly a lot of that. We partner a lot with the local school and our chef, we do cookery days, about one every quarter. So they come up, they meet Dorothy, our head gardener. Did you get to, I don't know if you met to meet Dorothy. We'll you? meet her today, I think. Oh, you're meeting her, yeah. Oh yeah, and you're doing Falcon, you're meeting Big Dave. And, but anyway, she has been a wonderful, a wonderful person, both from an education point of view with the local school, but we have a local um, uh, disabled uh, college in Ennis. Yeah. And we have two students at all times working. Now they are quite closely supervised by Dorothy, but they're wonderful. They have a wonderful attitude. So, you know, and they'll meet them in the garden. And quite a few people wander around the garden and just kind of bump into Dorothy. She's always around there and she'll give the, give the chat and just tell you all about what she's doing from that point of view. We do get involved as well a lot with our local community. Um, quite, I think we have five teams of Meals on Wheels. Uh, myself and my wife do our, do our term every Wednesday, which we love doing. And it's funny, people are saying, gosh, you know, 
I just love doing it. And, and you know what, it's not a big effort and it's not a big deal, but you kind of feel you're making some kind of contribution. And we work closely with them in terms of Uber. It's, Uber is in the village. It's a whole production kitchen that was built by government supports. And the idea was to train chefs. Um, now, that opened literally the week we closed down, the, the world closed down for COVID. So there was a two year, but now we're working on programs with them to bring kids that are, you know, not so much disadvantaged, but just haven't had the opportunity to, to be educated, to try and train them to become chefs. And our executive chef comes down, does some cooking lessons with them, our pastry chef. So there's quite a nice involvement with that. Um, the other thing that's nice to see is our tree planting program. And I don't know if you noticed that actually we're working on the gate at, at, the, at the front entrance at the moment, at the front, as you come in the main gate, we're planting. We, for every tree we fell, we plant 12. So there's quite a, quite an afforestation. At this stage, we have so much tree, we're nearly at the stage of saying, gosh, well, you know, we need to look at how we can use them. Um, we did have wood chip burning, burning. All our energy was from wood chip, which worked very well. We used chip. And then we ran into logistical challenges, but we still have a very efficient system that it generates a lot of our electricity as well as the heat in the castle as well. Um, so we, yeah, quite a quite a few kind of nice things that are going on with our community. We, we're blessed with the people we have. Um, between the two, between our our property, we've about two hundred and fifty staff. We've one staff member for each guest at least, and we're nearer one and a half now because. We, we certainly see the whole thing has become so much personalized experience. People, and again, I don't want to keep on talking about COVID, but you can see quite a change in people's attitude. They now want to experience all the state activities. And that's one area we're presenting to our board next year, or next week, should I say, um, is we brought on a commercial manager who's looking at developing the estate to, you know, to have more activities. We have our tree clay target, and you'll experience all those. But to go a little bit further, so last year we bought a farmyard, which is uh, literally five minutes walk. It's just beside our golf academy. So we're developing that with a view to doing some kind of farm. Um, so we're, we've been talking with some farming, local farmers to see if we could actually do a managed farm up there and reopen the whole farmyard and have it as an experiential thing. One of the things you can see, well, we were talking about it earlier, about weddings. And of course, weddings now, you know, it used to be a one day event, now it's two day, three day. So we've got to be creative and look at things that we can do to develop that kind of business. We don't want it to become our main business, but we want to be able to do a real, have a really nice. So our most recent reopening was our Fig Tree Restaurant and the Golf and Country Club, which, and we're just developing a whole outside area there at the moment. It's been worked on actually, the first time we're using it is today. Um, for a, a wedding, uh, for the wedding that we had yesterday. So, but this would be another experience. It would be a farmyard experience. They'd have, and we do barbecues up there. And we, so we're working on that piece. So all the time we're trying to reinvent ourselves, very conscious that people, you know, funny, we would find, the, 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 you know, what is, um, what is luxury? And we've, we, we've had this discussion every, every month we sit down at panels and say, what is luxury? Luxury, to us before was gold taps, huge chandeliers, you know, hand wovens, all that. Luxury now seems to be experiential more than, you know, the different activities that you do in the estate. All those kind of things add real value. And I think people's values, the other thing is multi-generational travel, which is absolutely huge. I mean, I don't know if you've seen it around, I think we have four or five American families, and you can see there's three generations. There's the grandparents, the parents, the kids. 
and it's just lovely. So we need to be able to flex and be able to work out things as well that um, that we can use as different experiences. I've just vacated my, my my house on the estate, and we're remodeling that to have that as the the the, the week that the bride and groom can stay in the house. We will be sending chefs out. We're developing the whole facility that can accommodate 12 people, all in suite accommodation. And that's going to be another part of the experience. It's right on the golf course. You have a putting green right beside the house. So you become very much the, the fiber of Jamoland. And I, I think a lot of people would say, and it's funny if you look at the guest comment book, and it's something we monitor very closely, even though it doesn't look like that. People would say the castle was lovely. We love that. But I said, what makes your place special is the people. And I would say, and I think you you referenced it earlier, Ben, when you were asked about what would differentiate us from maybe like a, a, an Adair or an Ashford. And I think Adair Ashford are stunning, stunning properties and wonderful levels of service. We would like to think we have wonderful levels of service, but it's delivered a bit more like a country home kind of feel. Um, everybody, and, and one of the nice things we have in the hotel, that we have a, what we call a pyramid of empowerment. And it means that every employee in this hotel can make a gesture to any guest in the hotel. Um, and that's always because we, we, we love to try and find out as much about our guests before they arrive, because sometimes it's celebrating something that they may not have told their travel agent or they may not. So we're always trying to infiltrate. Our, one of the big things is chauffeur-driven cars, and we're trying to find out who the driver is. So we get into him and we say, look, you're driving down the Schombos tomorrow. Try and find out anything about them so they'll ring us ahead. So we, we, we'll have made a gesture in the room because <clears throat> in all the years, well, pretty well all my life I've been in this industry, the one thing I've learned is the small gesture is the one that they'll always remember. The big gesture, like, you know, people staying two, paying two or three thousand to stay in a presidential suite here, don't think about that, but they will think about the glass of champagne that was sent up to celebrate their daughter's graduation from Harvard or something. When we can find out those stories, so that's what I mean. I think we're we 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 kind of treat it like as a, a mom and pop mom and pop hotel. That it's a very personalised experience, and everybody, you know, we while we absolutely understand there are minimal level of standards at this luxury star luxury five star level. We also treat any everybody as individuals. We, when we interview people, we have such a training network here. We have trainers right throughout the whole hotel. We have a huge HR support as well. So when people join us, um, we, we would interview more for personality than ability. Mm -hmm. You know, if we know people have that empathy, you know, that kind of, gosh, you, you know, and, and there are quite a few people. I'm amazed that we've still found some wonderful, wonderful people that would give me a nudge and say, Mr. Nolan, I just found out that those people, um, they're on, the, they're on their 50th wedding anniversary or something like that. So gesture will go up to the room and it's, it's spontaneous. It's, it's always spontaneous. But uh, and that's what makes it special. And that, I suppose, has kept me here 34 years. No day is the same. And, and every day I wake up and say, OK, what, what can we do that's different and great? Yesterday, we took a uh, tour around the facility with Neve, and we're checking out Charlotte & Co. And we were looking at a, a really beautiful pair of uh, candles, hand-painted candles, yeah, yeah. right, with the roses. Um, and we thought, wow, this would be really lovely for uh, Abby, my fiance's mother. I think she would really like them. Uh, and then we had dinner and we came back and Neve had sent us the candles into our room. Um, just like a, a beautiful example of exactly go. what you're talking about. We were so touched. Yeah, that's lovely. That, that's lovely. Neve's wonderful. She, she is just, 
And she has just got that kind of, that absolute, we call it the Dromolin special. And every Friday we have a briefing and we say, guys, don't forget the Dromolin special. And that's just being, being natural, being what you are, and just want to please. Want to, where our greatest joy is to see guests walking out and saying, we have had a wonderful day. We're going to be back as soon as we can. And that's so clear, but I, I think many people, when they think of luxury in terms of an experience, imagine that it's uh, a me, me, me thing, and it doesn't really matter what's going on for the people on the other side of the table. And yet it's been very clear since we've been here. We've heard some employees have worked here 35, 40 years as a pair of brothers. So it's absolutely clear that it's not only the guests who are treated with exemplary care and consideration, but from every step of the ladder everyone is looked after and treated as family i, I think that's wonderful yeah i i, I, I i'm glad you spotted that but you, you but uh yeah i i would think you know our, our life's blood are the team that we have uh without them we have nothing and and we tr really try and add value to their to them working here you know in terms of accommodation we've now changed to all on-suite accommodation so you can have single or twin room and it's, we pay for it, we, there's no charge for that, there's no charge for meals. So we really treat it as a family, uh, that, that is the key. And people are, and that's when you get people to go the extra yard or to be sensitive enough. And I always say, guys, keep the antenna up and others listen to what's been said. And sometimes, sometimes it's not always good news. Sometimes a housekeeper can be in a bedroom and suddenly they've got some bad news about a family member or something and, and they react to it, you know, and it's, it's that, if they're well looked after, they're going to look after it. It's been a little bit selfish in a way from my point of view, because if you look after your team well, they're going to look after your customers sure. well. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's like dawn following dark. It's, it just happens that way. And it, it, it works here very, very well. And I don't know what it is. And if somebody said to me, what is it that Ramona thing? I said, I wish I could bottle it, but I don't know what it is. But uh, yeah, it's great. It's a lovely, the long service thing is, is, is great. Sometimes it has its challenges when you're into trying to introduce a few new things. But you know what? We'll get over that and we get to do it and we develop. <clears throat> but it far outweighs the benefit of having such a wonderful, dedicated team to work closely together and respect each other. Regarding um, the future a little bit, looking into the future, Obviously, this is a, a place of such historic renown, um, but in a culture and society where um, changes are uh, manifesting so quickly, where do you see Dromoland in perhaps uh, 5, 10, 20 years? What do you see as the future of this castle? Gosh, uh, it's an interesting question you ask because it's the exact same question we're presenting um, uh, future proofing. We have a whole section for our board meeting next week, and it's future proofing to 2028. Mm -hmm. And that is taking into consideration the challenge that we're going to have from, particularly from an eco point of view, where we really need to embrace Ireland has not been good in embracing the whole piece of the energy piece. You know, we keep burning fossil fuels, we keep doing. So that, that is one section of the whole thing that we see that must happen. And not only that, but I mean, from, you know, some of the other levels of business we do are in some incentive piece of business out in North America, but they will, they absolutely, before they even consider you as a possible venue for your, your their business, they will look for your carbon footprint and find out exactly what you do and your contribution you make to your community. So that's something we need to, we're, we're fairly good at it. We need to be a lot better. And uh, that would be one thing that we would certainly, towards 28, 2028, really work on that piece and uh, develop that out quite a bit. 
we also see people's change, changing needs and we kind of referred to them earlier about becoming much more experiential. There's an assumption at five star that your bath is going to be, you know, you're going to, everything's going to work in your room, that your aircon is going to work in your room. They're, they're things that were regarded as luxuries in the past. They're, they're entry level now. So the whole thing is going to become much more experience based from our point of view. And our whole investment, we're looking at something in the region of 20, 25 million for the, over the next four years, all pretty well outside, creating different walk experiences throughout the forest. Uh, looking at building some cabins as well, just for different kind of yoga retreat areas and that kind of thing. We, I mean, we have a huge benefit. We have an estate of four or five hundred acres. And apart from the golf course, it really is underutilized. You know, we should be doing a lot more. And I think that's something the, uh, the board are, you know, absolutely at one with. I, I'm blessed with the investors I have. Um, they're all people that just love their castle. They want it to be the best it can be, and not necessarily the best stars and all that, but they want it to be that people will have an amazing experience and come back and say, gosh, you've got to stay in Dromoland. Just for all the sum of its parts, the rooms, the people, and the whole just feel, that feel that you kind of get. We can absolutely attest to that being our experience. This has been a wonderful experience. Thank you so much, uh, Mark, for your time. I've had a wonderful time. Uh, once again, this is Benjamin Bass from Insider Travel Report. Uh, thank you and have a wonderful day.